Is this the basement? It's the lower level. Okay. Salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable. Happy Pride Month with D'Angelo. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume, the stuff that you're insatiable for, the stuff that you find truly bingeable. She's no stranger to the bingies. Annie Setting and Marie Setting from Never Growing Up is back in house. She's also from this podcast now, so we're claiming her. Um, Please do. <laughs> You're. Yes. I'm glad to be. <laughs> so Annie Setting is back in the house because we have things to discuss. I could not do this solo today because I would just be wassling. So you guys heard my last list. I actually recorded an hour last time when I was like like laying in bed in Orlando. It was a whole thing. Um, and so today we're going to be getting into Vanderpump Rules, these reunions, they are hitting. We will talk a little bit about, spoiler alert, succession finale. It is over. We know who now is running the show. So when we talk about that, you guys might want to bounce around, but whatever, listen to it. it will be fun and engaging. And then, um, Miss Annie. Yes. I was in, uh, so last week, you guys, I did not have a show. We were in, in Florida. Um, doing family stuff and whatnot. And so whole thing. So, but we did start our uh, expedition over in Orlando for work stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so Anthony had a few things to do. And so, and uh, I had nothing going on on like the last, like the Saturday. And I was like, yeah. okay, what am I going to do? And I've never really been to Disney Springs. So it was like, here's my opportunity. And plus they have this humongous AMC movie theater there. And so, and I needed to kill like four hours of time. So I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And how was it? Okay, I am the only person who's like living under a rock because I had not listened to any of the reviews. I wasn't reading anything. I just oh, take no. Marvel for granted. Yeah. And, Mar and Marvel is truly in its morning era. Like it really is like in morning M-O-U-R. Yeah. <laughs> and like we just had like, you know, the spectacular, the Wakanda forever. I just think mm -hmm. that I watched it and then I had to watch it again like a day later to see like what did I miss? Because it was fabulous. Um, And then this Guardians of the Galaxy, fabulous movie. But then like a good 60, 70 percent in, they rip your heart out. And so I don't yeah, want to give spoilers. I mean, they just... The way that they do things. And then there's the whole situation. So the whole Guardians of the Galaxy this time is, you know, Rocket is our is our character, the little raccoon, who um, has an injury and they have to, we're getting his origin story. And so because that, that affects on how they are going to heal him now. And the whole situation, his whole backstory is just, it's just, uh, number one, they play with a little tiny raccoon, which are, is there a cuter like a creature than a baby oh raccoon God. okay so like they that's how they introduce him and then you like fall in love with him he's got this little voice and blah 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 and then he makes his friends and all these other things kind of happen and then we get through like the big trauma and then the whole end is that they like kind of just like hold your heart they didn't like just like rip your heart out they just like hold your heart in their hands that's what marvel does on this this mm -hmm. film and so even when like other per people's reaction two things that are going on in like the film like chris pratt made me feel things and i don't even i can't stand him these days right like it was it was good so i would say if you guys are into the marvel movies and whatnot if you've seen the other guardians of the galaxy you do not have to watch endgame or anything else this is such a standalone film that you know it's kind of um the the final scenes you know there's two there's two closing scenes and you know that they have the credit scenes mm -hmm. um and those are like setups for other things, but it's like, this is such a standalone. You can totally watch it. I would say that um, if you do want to be in your feelings, go see it. But, uh, but the experience itself was quite pleasurable. So that whole AMC thing, like I am very into ordering and going to my seat and somebody bring it out to me. Um, I did have mozzarella sticks. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like I was like, I didn't have lunch. I'm going to have mozzarella sticks. And so like, and they had a good pool to them. They were salty. They were perfect. Yeah. And, but the thing was is, okay. So I'm having like this thing lately where I constantly, I think it's all mental that I have to pee all the time. Like I've been to the doctor, I've had my blood sugars checked. I've made sure that I have no like STI, any of the things like that, but I am just like, I have to pee now. And so I like barely drank any soda during that whole entire movie. <laughs> so I'm like parched, but I have like a whole large soda because I didn't want to leave the movie, number one. And mm-hmm. number two, we had a drive ahead of us to go from Orlando back to Miami. So it was a whole thing. Um, Did you, in fact, feel that the movies are back? Yeah, it was full. <laughs> there were people that the, people that were there. I loved Okay, so like this movie theater, too. It has like the reclining seat love it has Mm -hmm. a little little tray situation so you don't have to like hold the stuff in your lap like a like a peasant yeah then it even had heated sheet chairs oh that's fun and fancy Mm -hmm. so it was kind of like so i just kind of like moved myself around because i didn't want to like fall asleep so i would like every so often have to like okay take yourself back up take yourself (laughs) like move your chair a little bit but um, I would say it was a pleasurable thing. I felt very Nicole Kidman. I mean, that's it. Um, yeah, this is where we go to feel things. And I mm-hmm. did. I felt things at the movie theater. Okay. As we go into things, I know that Ted Lasso ended this week. Yeah. You guys, I am not caught up. I have one episode left. So, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So we will watch it. But Annie, without spoiling anything yeah. for me, give me like your like quick review. Are you happy? Are you upset? Where are you standing? So here's the thing about this finale, and I'm just saying finale because they haven't said if this is in fact the series finale or if it's like this just a season and then now they're going to like pivot somehow. There's rumors that they're getting rid of Ted and the story is going to go on with our characters. Yeah, yeah. And so that it made that very difficult for me to watch because I wanted to there were it's a very emotional episode, but like also all Ted Lasso episodes are kind of emotional. So that's not the good ones are. Yeah. The good ones are. And it was a really good episode. It's Mm -hmm. just like, I, I couldn't have like a true reaction because I didn't know what was happening next. Do you know what I mean? Like I couldn't, I felt very stunted. You're feeling like, are we going to say goodbye to these characters or do we have something else left on the table? Something else is coming around the corner. Is that what you mean? Yeah. And the thing that pisses me off about that is that then, and potentially it could have been, I've been robbed of having that moment, like saying goodbye to the characters, like succession. We'll talk in a minute, but Mm -hmm. like, that's how I felt. Like I was like, I feel like I can't have a real reaction to this because I don't know if this is it, you know, if if this is the end, if if we're going to be really saying goodbye to our friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to watch. I'll talk about it a little bit next week. So everybody, Benji's, please do catch up on this. Um, okay. Before we go anywhere, we have to talk about succession. Yes. Okay. I liked it. I liked how it ended. Um, I, it was what spoilers, I Spoilers, guys. We are going to yeah. talk. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I knew Madison was going to win. I knew it. I knew he was going to he was going to win because these kids were so everywhere. And plus, responsible mm-hmm. storytelling is not going to hand it back to these Republican monsters. Right. <laughs> like there's that part of it. Um, OK, quick things. Cousin Greg and Tom, the fight, the fight in the bathroom that like kind of like <laughs> it was full circle. We're back into the thing. And Tom, when Tom slaps him and then Greg finally slaps him back and you're like, yeah, Greg. It was so funny. And I was, I was actually really surprised that he, well, I think Greg is in, was, was in such a precarious situation that like he was trying to ingratiate himself with the, with the siblings. And so that's, I'm guessing why he told them because mm-hmm. he, he didn't think he was going to have anything. Um, and <laughs> it's so ridiculous. That whole episode was just such, such a roller coaster. And a lot of people, I, I think most people do know this, but it's based off of the Shakespearean play King Lear. Mm-hmm. And if you know King Lear, you had kind of an, you, if you know King Lear, you're like, well, it could end up like the way King Lear does. Mm-hmm. And it roughly did. Yes. And Where so, are your parallels? Like describe, explain your parallels when you say that. So like. Um, well, the, well, there's the three siblings. So King Lear mm-hmm. had three daughters, right. That he was trying to split the realms amongst mm-hmm. and they all exhibited like personality traits of said siblings, like these, like the succession siblings. Mm-hmm. And then there's other characters that are involved 
that are other characters in the play that are getting involved similarly and the ending is like exactly the same mm-hmm. although no one died like no one I mean, we're, we said spoilers ahead. No one's no one died. Everyone mm-hmm. dies in King Lear except the, per, the person, the Tom, the Tom Wabsgan. She just spoiled King Lear for everybody who sorry. has been sitting at home reading that dusty King Lear. Like, it's I'm 600 sorry. 600 years. <laughs> put it down. Put it down. We just ruined King Lear. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but Succession. No. So the Tom, Tom character now taking over. So essentially, so at the end of the day, um, the kids, everything is now sold off. So we're selling mm-hmm. the whole the whole company and everything. $198 a share. Oh, my God. Like, you know, it's like it's that whole sort of thing. And then when Madison, who is a.k.a. Alexander Scar- Skarsgård, when he basically realizes Shiv is a mess, <laughs> like he sees it. She's a mess and she's still hungry for some power. And then when mm-hmm. he just says it to... Um, when he tells Tom that like, Hey, I'm not looking for a partner. I'm looking for somebody that I can just manage. Yeah. A puppet. Like he just wanted to like hand it to him. And that's all Tom has been for the whole entire Mm -hmm. series is he's been the sycophant. He's been the one who just like go and get it done. And he goes and gets it done. And that's why he shits on Greg so much because everybody shits on him. Yeah. And so it just made, it just made all this like sense that, you know, Tom would take over because then he can be controlled by Madison and he'll just do it, what he's being told. Mm-hmm. Um, the hand acting by Mr. Darcy. That's one of the things, like all the memes right now. <laughs> I, I, that one made it to my, my feed because I was like, the hand acting of him is just, I mean, he's everything. And I, I'm so glad to be rid of Tom because I can now go back to seeing him as Mr. Darcy again. See, and I told you guys that I had a crush on that mediocre white man since the very beginning uh, when I started watching. And I was like, this is the one I kind of have a crush on. And like, yeah. he's the one who like ends up with, you know, ends up with it all. Um, Cause now he's going to now run everything. Yeah. <laughs> like he's going to now run the company in, in, in addition to ATN and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like I would I want a movie in a few years. Like I want to see, I want to check in with these characters and see where they are and how messy they are. Yeah. Whole, um, a few different points. Okay. So the scene where they get back. Okay. Uh well, let me rewind real quickly. So they all end up back at mom's house. You know what I mean? They're they're all at their mother's house. Hmm. They all take the helicopters and planes all in. I mean, I wish. And then like and then they have to decide, you know, then Shiv finds out she's no longer going to be the one running things, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? That And Kendall's the one who tells her. And they're both there to court Roman for his vote. They need his yeah. board vote to to now to either sell the company or stop the sale. They want to stop the sale so Kendall can run everything, you know. And he's been this whole entire time. He's ready to stab his siblings, you know, when he, you know, oh, I need, I need a year. When, when he tells, what's his name? the one of the assistants and he was like uh so you won't be a partner on this you're gonna be my dog you know Mm. but the scraps will be millions and he's like yeah and he's like wolf and i'm like gross everybody is it's so disgusting um but when they're all at the house and they finally when shiv and roman are talking about kendall like okay so we're gonna give this to him we're gonna let him go ahead and run everything and then they like yeah so we're gonna kill him so we should kill our brother. We're going to kill our brother. And it becomes like this whole thing. And were you not feeling so nervous about Kendall being in that water? Like, we're going to kill Kendall off. They're going to just kill Kendall in that water. I was afraid that was going to happen. I, yeah, I thought that was a possibility, but I thought that would be too clean. Not mm-hmm. clean. I, not obvious. I thought that would be too obvious. I thought maybe this, this dumb ass was just going to like fall off whatever he was floating on and just like die that way, like randomly. That's what I mean. Like, I just thought that he, we were just going to get rid of Kendall. Like it was just, yeah. I thought, I thought that that was because I think we're all living through the trauma of white Lotus and Tanya, you know, <laughs> know. the Jennifer oh Coolidge's God. character. Like we were like, we, you've got this, you've got this. And then she like falls <laughs> off and like, and I'm it. like, I'm like, okay, are we living in the same parallel universe? Because there's oh. more, rich, more rich people on water. They love their water and oh, then they, they die. And then when they go inside, meal for a king, meal for a king, meal fit for a king. Yeah. that whole, So everyone's kind of like, 
the whole thing with Shiv just like turning, and I don't know if we're fast forwarding too quickly. No, go around. But like, because, talking. because you're building, like you're building up this whole thing. They're like, we anoint you. We want it to be you. And it's like, oh no, we're now going to all work together and it's going to be you, blah, blah, blah. Like at that point, I thought there was no longer any doubt. And I wasn't even sure if the deal was still going to go through. I could see the whole family just getting like fully cucked on this, but like, mm-hmm. It made no sense to me. Like th- there should have been another scene where it was like very clear that like she had doubts since then. And people point to this one scene where like he sits in his dad's chair and like he's acting like trying to act like his dad, and that seems to turn her off a lot. No, just, I think my I think like was, how quickly it happened. I think what turned Shiv off and when she when he lost her vote. Okay, so we're bouncing around a lot, guys. Here, so was yes, there <laughs> when we are back at when 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 they're at the um when they're waiting for the vote when they're when the board is all getting together they're yeah. voting yet yes or no and shiv leaves the room and she's not really you know she's kind of still wassling because number one is her husband slash the father of her child going to take this role you know what i mean that she wants mm-hmm. and then also like is she going to leave this you know up to her brother in in that but i think where she where kendall lost her vote and he would have lost Romans too if Roman had it already voted. Was when he said he didn't kill anybody. That was oh, just that was a whole when, thing. When, yeah. So you know, going back into the past, guys. If you guys haven't watched, I don't know why you guys are listening to this right now. But the whole Kendall kills somebody in season one accidentally. Mm-hmm. They go to go get they they're going on a drug run. They're inside this kid's car. The car, they go off the side of the road because there's a deer in the middle of the street. It's not their fault, but it is their fault. He gets out of the car, leaves the kid inside. The the car submerges and the kid dies. And then this has been like the big secret that's been hanging over his head for the whole entire thing. And this is probably also, this was the point too where they showed Logan really loved his kids. You know what I mean? Like there mm-hmm. was there was that whole sort of a thing. But then also that it's... um. What, what do they call them? Not no special person. No, it's, it was an NSP and not a special person or whatever. Maybe. No, no a, not no, no real person. NRP. Oh, okay. It's like these people are not real people. And it, and it kind of had to do also with the whole thing that was going on in the beginning seasons with the whole cruise line mm-hmm. that oh, the people who were being sexually abused and blah, 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 and all that sort of thing. And they, and the people who were, who would go missing from those ships, they were considered not real people because they weren't paying customers. They weren't major thing. Right. It's what they considered this kid is that he was not a real person. Mm-hmm. So, but everybody, but then when they were put, when they're put with this, like in their face, that their brother actually killed somebody, it was a real person. And then when he denies it in this scene and he's like, no guys, like that, I think we were just, we were just tired. It never really happened, blah, blah, blah. Because Shiv is thinking to herself, if this ever comes out, everything crumbles. That whole entire company is fucked. Like, like everything. But also why didn't she bring that up sooner? I think it was something that they just didn't think about. And then all of a sudden she remembers it. You know what I mean? But it was the fact that he said, no, it didn't happen. And you can see both Shiv and Roman play at that. Oh my God, our brother's a monster. Oh my God. We can't, we can't give him more power because this, Mm -hmm. what else will happen? And so I think that's, that was the big change with Shiv. I think is like right then is when they, when they realize our brother is completely lost it. Um, okay. for power, for, for the power, for, for yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was the scene where I saw that, where I could see that, you know, it kind of flipped over. I mean, the thing mm-hmm. was, is I don't think Shiv really knew what she wanted. Shiv, Shiv is one of those characters yeah. who doesn't know what they really want. And even though they have all these convictions and that they would be a good person if they had their shit together, she just, <clears throat> she's always she's never really claimed what she wanted she just kind of is out there you know what i mean so it's kind of like floating it's a whole thing um but yeah at the end of the day tom gets it so in essence shiv kind of gets something you know yeah i mean she has to now stick along because there was a weird comment um when they were fighting in the glass room where i can't remember first i thought ken or uh roman had said that kendall really wasn't his kid Mm-hmm. But I guess from what I've been reading now, it's actually he was talking about his children because they're adopted and mm-hmm. that they could never really inherit. And so 
that also was something that triggered Shiv to be like, oh, if I want my son to inherit or whoever, whoever maybe to inherit, then I guess I have to like stick in this. Can you imagine having that much money (laughs) and then still needing that much power and control? Yeah. Like, I don't like I'm not built that way that I like, I like my control and I like Mm -hmm. to be in charge. You know what I mean? But when it comes to like, to all of that and like, you know, it's just something that I'm not, I was never like built and bred for to like sit there and just claim power for, for power's sake. And that you have all the money in the world and it wasn't about making more money. It was just about being top guy and nobody could, they couldn't share it. You know what I mean? We couldn't, we couldn't do the CE bros. We couldn't do the trio. You know what I mean? Like if they would have ever once came as a United anything. Yeah. Then I think there would have been faith and people would have understood, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because each one of them have their strengths and their weaknesses, you know, but they never could do that. And so by essence, you know, cut off their nose to spite their face. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That that was just that. Um, Any other thoughts about that before we move on? Um, no, I mean, it just, it turned out to be a tragedy. It's exactly what I came into it knowing it was going to be. I honestly wish it could have gone on even longer, um, because everything's just so great. Uh, but for the, they were acting their asses off this season. It was since, since episode three, when, when Logan dies, it was just like each each episode, they're like, let's flex. Let's just go oh, out yeah. there and we're going to have an acting competition every day. <laughs> who who was your favorite performance in this season? I hate Kendall, so I loved his performance because I absolutely hate him. I loathe him. Like he yeah. was just, he just played that character so perfectly and so like, ugh. So I think that he was just wonderful in that sense. Um Roman really showed levels. That was the one who I think really showed levels because from the episode where he finds out and he, you know, kind of breaks down, you know, when he finds out his father died. And then when they are at the summit with the, um, with, mm-hmm. with Madison and when he's like, I fucking hate you. I hate you. You killed my father, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And when he has that whole rage thing and you're just like behind him for every moment of it, you're like, yeah, say what you need to say, you know? And he's like, we're getting out of here. We're, we're gone. You know, is this a sales tactic? I don't know. Whatever, you know, fuck it. You know, and like, it's just like, it's just, it was, it was. And then when, then when we have him at the funeral and he has his complete breakdown, you know, yeah, that was really hard to watch. Is he in there? Is he, can we get him out of there? Can we get him out? Can we we get him out of that box? And you're just like, yeah, he broke your heart. So I think Roman has like, Roman has enough of the fireworks that I think he might, he's really contender to actually win best supporting actor. I think Um, so too. I think that Shiv, it gets a little bit monotonous. To, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Hmm? Huh? You know, what I mean? yeah. it's like always, it's so abrupt with her that I kind of got annoyed by it after a little while. Um, and so, but like Kendall and Roman, those two actors, Kieran Culkin, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, like they were just fabulous. Um, so I think, where were you at? Where did you, did you love? Um, I mean, Roman, I think was my MVP of the season, in my opinion for the exact reasons you're saying, so I'm not going to like overload your them, but it was just, there was just so much he had to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could just see the turmoil of like, and, and you kind of noticed this too, at the end, his very last scene is him back at the bar, just getting a martini. Like this is just a blip in his, like a little blip in his time. Like he's, he's going to go back to, to being a playboy. Do. He's going to be yeah. back to being a playboy. And like, this is, that's what he wanted. He didn't, he, he didn't he, want this. He didn't want it. But the thing is, is, but he wanted to know that scene where he breaks down and he's like, why isn't it me? Why isn't yeah. it me? And like, that's another like killer scene for him, you know, like that. He just, dude, he's breaking down that. He just wants to know why wasn't I good enough for dad to want me in this position, you know? And that's like, and again, here's the parallel for Shakespeare, right? So like his character is pretty much the Cordelia character who definitely loved the father the most mm-hmm. and got treated the shittiest. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he was, Mm -hmm. he was using him against his, against his siblings. He, the fact that like the whole firing, like a firing of Jerry the first time, I guess you should say, (laughs) I mean, why would you do that? Like, you know, this guy has like some weird edible, like 
mm-hmm. like reaction with her. But I mean, it's it's just his performance blew me away. I never thought like the kid from you know she's all that was going to be showing up. Macaulay Culkin's little brother, little yeah, brother is like showing up in this level of an actor. I'm just so impressed with him. The meme that was everybody else is so good. I already know everybody else is good. I didn't know this about him. Yeah, the meme. Did you see the one that was cir- that was circulating that in the fu- in the finale, Macaulay Culkin comes oh, back yeah. as, as the fifth Logan, fifth fifth Roy <laughs> child to I claim, love that. make his claim for the throne, yeah. uh, which could have been fun. Um, yeah, he really really killed it. I don't know if I talked about this in the in the episode where I just kind of rambled a, like what like last week, but um, going back to the women in Logan's life, his wife and his mistresses. Yeah. And when um, their mom comes in and she grabs Carrie and she goes, Sally Ann, Sally Ann was, <laughs> you know, Sal- yeah. Sally Ann, Sally Ann was my Carrie. And then she goes, yeah. and they grab Marsha and they like go and they sit together. And the acting done by Carrie and just her looks, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like just like looking at the other women, like, oh, my God, I'm sitting here. They they understand that I had a real relationship with with Logan, blah, blah, blah. It was perfect. Like so many good yeah. things, the supporting actors in this. And, okay. you know, the woman who played Sally Ann is uh, Brian Cox's real wife. Oh, no, I didn't realize. Yeah. That. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> Logan would have hated this. <laughs> So they all go and sit together. Okay. Um, We got to give ourselves some time here to talk about Vanderpump Rules, but I want to mention one other thing real quickly. So, because you're one of the people who told me about this so much, and I know I texted you about this already, and I made a little post, but I finally saw Six, the Broadway musical that was also in the West End. Okay. Like, been hearing about this since like 2018 since it like Mm -hmm. premiered on like the west end or it was in chicago or whatever you know what i mean and like and then it like was jetting around and then it was out there and when we were in in 2019 we were in london and we ended up seeing like something about jamie and uh, i forget something else um we also saw nine to five when we were out there but we just never had a chance to see six yeah and it was like oh it's like it's a rock musical blah 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 blah. it was so fabulous isn't it great the touring cast is spectacular too. Like each girl's voice is one one after the next is even better and better. So guys, Six is this musical that's right now. It's a rock opera musical situation that's playing right now. Um, is it still on Broadway? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's still on Broadway, and then right now there's a national tour going around. Go see the national tour that's that's spinning around. We actually just found out that they're coming to San Diego too. We just saw them in LA, so I think I want to see it again when it's down here, um, at the next month. So it's um. Henry VIII and his six wives. And then like each one of them, basically they're having a competition of who is the queen of Queens, like out of all the Queens that he had. And so, and each woman has a, uh, like a dual, like each woman has her own song. So it's a, it's essentially, it's a big concert. They, it's the same six girls on stage the whole entire time. A la spice girls. Each girl gets her own song where she tells her story and tells like the atrocities and everything else that literally was, was being married to Henry the eighth. And then each one has like a little bit of a different vibe. Like our first one is like Beyonce Shakira. And the next one is, you know, um, Avril Lavigne and like that kind of a thing. Um, I didn't realize I absolutely loved it. <laughs> like, it's so good. The best part, it's only 86 minutes long. Yeah, real fast. Oh, so Do you quick. know that's my husband's first Broadway musical is six. And what was his thought? Oh, he absolutely loved it. He thought it was so much fun. I think we, we saw it on Broadway. And I mean, I had been a huge fan of it since it had been on the West End. And I was pissed because they performed at Hampton Court Palace, the original cast. And I really wanted to go, but no one would go to London with me. It's a long story anyway. Mm-hmm. So I really expected the audience to be more raucous because whenever you watch performances of it in the West End or when they're doing it like in, in tours in the UK, like it's a concert. People are singing, like it's like people are screaming. It's a great time. I think that you, at least in the Broadway audience, was very confused. They were like not, I was expecting it to be more hype. And mm-hmm. it was not. And I'm like going nuts because like I think I'm at the concert and I know what this is about. But I, I don't know if you had that same experience because it was kind of strange. I was expecting it to be more rowdy. It was L.A. And I don't know if they um, it wasn't rowdy. But when they did ask for response, people did, you know, you know, when when uh, 
I forget which queen it is, but when she's like, dance with me, you know, the cat king, I'm the king of the castle, you uh, know, and then she has them dance with her. But somebody did get it up in the audience. And it was funny because like her song and then like Jane's song after that, the one who's like the Britney Spears character, Ariana Grande, when oh, she has uh, the- uh, Catherine Howard, yeah. Excuse me. Um, and when she has the whole, um, that whole thing. Yeah. So you could hear- all the teeny bopper girls and little young gays all singing Doing along. That. So like, yeah, yeah you, you would hear that in the <laughs> audience, so but you wouldn't hear them like get up and like the no 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 no, and like you would yeah. see you would you would hear that here and there. Like mm-hmm. so the young ones knew what this was, you know. And so yeah. and we actually we went um so we, uh Anthony we went with, with a couple of his like high school friends and that and um his friend's daughter is like thirteen years old. And so, and like when we saw, we saw Mean Girls recently and she was in the, within the group and everything. And so, and she, she's a big fan of musicals, you know, yeah. some, some kids are. And, um, and I was like, have you seen this yet? She was like, no, I haven't seen it, but I listened to it a whole bunch, you know? And the thing was, and it was so cute because like, she like completely had her like makeup done. She had like gems oh. on her eyes. It was like very that's like so fun. Taylor Swift concert, but yes. like, but going to Broadway. And so that's the thing is like the younger ones are, are latching on to that's like so that whole concert vibe that. of it. But yeah, so guys go see six. Okay, so this is the most cultural part of our thing. And so now we're going to take you guys back down to the lower level, as we <laughs> say, and we're going to talk about Vanderpump rules. Okay, I so took the, notes. Yeah. So Bravo very has proud. like, Bravo's right now is is they are loving every moment of this. Oh, it is it is hitting the two million watcher mark in twenty four hours, which is like crazy numbers for a show that's on network cable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like um, and so it's doing very very well. Um, you've been interested now because of all the pop culture of it all. So now you've been watching since the finale and you've been following along. Yeah. Um. It's it's fun. It's crazy. Uh, Ariana is just badass. <laughs> like she clears him every single time that he goes to say something. She'll just she just comes right back um, with these little things. Okay. Um, for your notes, let's just let's just talk. Like I have little random things. Um, oh, another thing too is I don't know if you heard about this, but Bravo sent. Um, Lala and Sheena and Ariana and Lisa Vanderpump to the up to to the four year consideration panels. They are going for Emmys this season. They are trying. They are they are right now. They know that they they've had good storytelling this season, and so they they're putting themselves up for those reality show Emmys this year. So, so can you get like a, per, a singular person Emmy? For no, it's for the show. Series? Oh, for, for the, the show. show. Oh, for yeah, show. I think definitely think. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. Like, no, but they just did like a whole like panel thing. They brought people in yeah. to to watch the episode. All these critics and everything. Like, they are stomping hard. If this show becomes Emmy winning, Vanderpump Rules, I am jumping out a window. I am so <laughs> <laughs> like, like I can't. And then, it's so bizarre. But at least Poor it gives you like something. It's like when somebody's like, "What is that trash?" It's Emmy nominated. You know what I mean? Like, if I could say <laughs> exactly. that. It'll fit itself in with like the whole RuPaul's Drag Race situation. Yes, exactly. Um, which the All Stars isn't like after having a, such an stellar All Stars last time with Jinx mm-hmm. and everybody. This oh All-S- yeah, this All Stars is a little. Ugh. Is um, it? I haven't even uh, watch it because it's it's still it still will keep your attention. You know what I mean? But it's it's not yeah. as like it's not the everything. Oh my god, scandalous though! Real quickly before we get into Vanderpump. Okay, we are just so deep teasing you guys. Did you <laughs> yeah. guys? Um, have you seen the, I, I had a print it out here for myself or not print it, but I put it on my thing. Evie oddly, right? Yeah. She has been tweeting about, um, uh, all stars eight and she's really? yes. And so, and she is just speaking. She has no contract. She has no, no ties anymore. You know, she's not obligated to say anything. So now she's saying things. So this is what she said so far. Catching up on season um, um, All-Stars 8, and I have two thoughts. Number one, these queens are remarkable. The drag artists are and have always been the lifeblood of what makes this franchise great. All things we love, the looks, the catchphrases, the memes, the drama, all of it comes from the queens. Two, 
The producers, often the greediest, most calculating capitalist culture thieves. They fuck with people's lives, career opportunities, and health. They drive themselves home in their luxury cars when their contestants are sleep-deprived, depressed, and drastically underpaid for their contributions to the cultural phenomenon. Then they tell themselves they're good people for showcasing queer content and creating opportunities for us while ignoring the irreparable damage they cause and create a chokehold monopoly on how drag artists can succeed. She goes to say, ask any of the drag kings who've never been cast or the trans contestants who were barred from being themselves until a few years ago when they realized how lucrative it was that representation was that representation was in the cultural wars then they tell themselves they're good people for showcasing um wait wait then the next part here yes they took over a year to pay me my winnings because they conveniently kept forgetting they owed me 100k middle finger emoji and then she says, let me be clear. I am so, so, so thankful for Drag Race. That show changed my life long before it was ever part of its fiber. But I'm hopeful for a future where queer people have opportunities to flourish outside of the fake competition to make a few rich old gays richer. When like, did she post that? Yesterday. Wow. Apparently. Yeah. So, or no, I'm sorry, 529. So two days ago. So, yeah. Um, has anyone reacted that oh yeah it's gotten so many likes and tweets and people are all sending it around because it's like happening i haven't heard if if the world of wonder people have had any response let's see real quickly let's do a quick well that's what i mean like other drag queens like that have been on the show probably let's look because i just copied that for myself so let's just a little let's do a real real quick look see real quick that is el scandalo yeah i mean like but the fact <clears> that they that they didn't pay her you know what i mean like yeah, geez. she won. And so it, it does make these people, it gives them a platform that, you know, nobody has. Yeah. But the thing is, is it's still, it's crazy. Um, where do we have? Uh, every drag artist in and out of the franchise is trying to do exactly that. Go buy a ticket to my show. I'm not seeing anything here. Like it's it's hard because of the way that, and the Twitter is like set up and like Elon Musk completely ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> like obviously. So it's just um it's kind of crazy. That like wild. I need I need to see responses. I'm gonna check right now. I'm just gonna do a quick Google as we're talking. So everybody's picked it up now, BuzzFeed and everything else. Oh, really? Oh man. Yeah. And so they've picked it up. Uh, update Voss Events, which is Evie Oddly's management team, said in a statement to BuzzFeed Management, uh, asked that Evie's prize money be held as they were in process of establishing her LLC to receive payment. The money was wired shortly after a business account was open and payment requested. Oh, so they just kind of came back at her. So her management is the one who fucked up with her money. That's great. <laughs> but here's the thing. It's a direct something that people know and so when you do drag race is that when you sign your contract um and this is from what i understand allegedly whatever you want to say i don't want to be held liable for any of this kind of thing so um they have ownership of all the content and everything that you produce while you're mm -hmm. on the show right. so, like all of your catchphrases and that sort of thing and they dig into and they get some kind of a, a piece of that and then what they do is they have a direct relationship world of wonder with loss events who is the management for a lot of these people right when they jump out because it's kind of written in their contract that this is who they will go and they will work with mm -hmm. and that if you have a lawyer if you have the people who are there for you and who can like line things out and sign them and do addendums and that sort of a thing to not get you stuck in one of these kind of relationships with them it's one of the reasons why like cornbread was like i'm not doing another season you know what i mean like it's just like it, it was first because she wanted to do a real season because she didn't want to do an all-stars because she didn't fail the show mm -hmm. she hurt and so but then it was like another thing that she just um it the way that it ties you to them and some it, i think the old contracts too used to be like you couldn't talk about you can't talk about the show for seven years um, you're not allowed to take any uh, like interviews or anything without asking them while the show is airing. So it's like a whole year of mm -hmm. like of like gag order and that sort of a thing. Uh, let's see if BuzzFeed has anything to say about it. They just have a bunch of pictures of her. Yeah, I just blew through the article real fast. The BuzzFeed article. It's just mm -hmm. it, it's just stating 
like, what she what, said. What is happening? Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, we'll see. It's fresh. It's fresh out the box. If there's updates, I'll talk to you guys about them soon. That's all happening. Okay. Let's get into the Vanderpump rules of it all because you have, we have like, like 15, 20 minutes and then I got to let you go. So you're going to go watch Trixie and Katya's last show. What is the situation? What is yeah. Happening? So they, um, so I did see Trixie and Katya's live show in, uh, no, September, September of 2022, which was, it this was is the longest so much fun. show ever. This is like I Cher's know. tour. It just kept going and going and going. I know. I mean, like God bless, like they probably made a shit ton of money, but like millionaires, they, they, they taped the last, the last show, I guess. And they mm-hmm. are selling it for tickets on Veeps. Have you ever heard of Veeps? No. There's it's all these like, different things. Yeah. It's like some, it's like an app where you can watch like live concerts, shows, whatever, like they sell mm-hmm. tickets for you to watch it on there. And so I think it was only like 20 bucks, like, to, like for me to like watch it. But then like, and I also got like some bundle where I get all the behind the scenes stuff and mm-hmm. confessionals and like all this lame stuff. But yeah, it's at nine o'clock. And so I have to watch it because I wanted my husband to watch it because my husband's also, you know, heterosexual, heterosexual, cisgender male, but loves, loves the dolls and loves well, uh, Trixie. Funny is funny. And if you, yeah. open, if you can open your freaking eyes to it, you, the people will realize it's like more content to consume. That's actually quality. Yeah. Um, is it, excuse me, is it a live show or is it just going to be showed I, this one, this one night? Yeah. I think it's just like uh, this one night, I think. And if you bought the tickets, I think it's available like some the, the shows I think is only available once, but the backstage stuff is available for like 48 hours. I want to say, oh. but it's on veeps.com. And that's because I noticed that they've been posting about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to watch the show one more time. <laughs> we'll see. I don't even know. I it's, it's been so long. It was such a good show. My friend Maddie, like, um, had tickets or no, no, I bought tickets for this. What did Maddie buy tickets for? I don't even know anymore. Anyways, <laughs> I went to it. It was great. Yes. Super and then fun. now, yeah, and we uh, now I have tickets for like Jinx Monsoon later this summer. Okay, I'm so jealous. I couldn't get we it. have done enough of this deep tease. We have to talk about Vanderpump. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, number one, why does James have to pee so much? He's worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was one of my first things. I was like, James, like, are you doing like? Is he just like blowing up lines of coke? Like, what is happening with James? So I wrote stuff down about this as well, but also I'm wondering because they brought up his drinking mm-hmm. um, and I'm wondering if he's, I mean, maybe he's doing lines in the back. Like, I don't know, but mm-hmm. like, what if this has something to do with it? And I know he's, he did say he's drinking again and his, his girlfriend was like, you know, she's not concerned yet. She made that comment. It was a little weird. It, it was, was like, super weird. it was like, cause for somebody I see it a couple of different ways. Like I have some friends who I think they're heavy social drinkers, you know, like yeah. they're bar- bartenders and whatnot. Um, I'm not going to say names, but I was about to. Um, <laughs> people have been on the show before. Um, but the thing is, is and then they're like, okay, sober October, dry January, you know what I mean? And like those kind of things. And it's just because, you know, when they're checking in with themselves and like, and it's just like one of those things that, you know, do it if you feel like yeah. you need to, if you need to do that. Um, and I kind of wish Allie would have kind of explained it a little bit more that way. Not so much like, oh yeah, we both stopped drinking at this. And it was just like, it's weird. She she was so, I felt like she was like, she had a script and memorized it and she was very proud of herself. That's how it was coming off to me. And so I feel like that's where she like screwed up. She was like, oh, I wasn't ready for this. Not compute, not compute. Like, do you know what I mean? There was, there was so much more in this. We'll jump around on this as well, yeah. even, even though we have like little notes. But there was so much more in this reunion of that fourth wall pulling of like, mm-hmm. you coach people. No, you coach me to say it like this. And I've coached you. And like, did you two talk about this before? Like when Andy yeah. asked, Andy asked Raquel, did you, did you and uh, Sandoval, you know, talk about what you were going to say. And she was like, well, we've talked about being together and we wanted to talk about, and then um, (laughs) she she always sounds shaky, right? It sounds like, it sounds like she's like, um, like on like swings or something like, uh, 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 (laughs) like, it's it's like, yeah, it's like, there's something shaky about her. Like she's like a little bit scared or a little bit cold, you know? And Mm -hmm. that's like how her voice comes out. But 
yeah, she's like saying that in the Sandoval, you know, when when um Ariana's like, you know, well, yeah, the way that you tell me, like, you know, whenever somebody starts talking that you talk talk over their last sentence, don't let them finish a sentence. And she was like, you taught me that. Right. And it was like, oh, we're we're like getting behind the scenes a little bit. We're seeing wow. how they how they calculate themselves with these yeah. kind of things. And so very interesting. Um, what else do you have on your little, let's see. Um, I also think, and this is kind of going back to earlier in the week, um, when Lisa had tweeted, yes, I found out the same, and I'm paraphrasing. She said something to the effect of where, yes, I did find out about the affair the same times, the same time that you guys did, but I wish I would have known sooner. And I'm like, but what does that mean? Because yeah, everyone found- was like, she's known forever. And that's why she's on Tom's side. Like she's trying to be like mama bear to him, mm-hmm. which still I think went on. I in think because then she, she could have, she's invested in them. I mean, they yeah. only have a 5% investment in the, in the, in the restaurant, right? Like when they, when, when the restaurant was happening, she wanted to name it after them. And so they basically sold their names, Tom, Tom, and they gave her $50,000. And then mm-hmm. she, she gave them 5% stake in the company. Oh, I see. Which, like when you say invested, like, fi- so, like fiscally. So she's, so <laughs> she money. is, so yeah, she's fiscally invested in them. Yeah, and so the yeah. thing is, in something like this, you know, when, when she knows too, that it's a character that, is universally loved on the show. Yeah. Ari Ariana really doesn't have anybody who's ever been like, I hate that bitch. You know what I mean? Like she's only like come across bad in the very, very beginning. Beginning, be- yeah. Because of the way that her relationship with Tom kind of overlapped, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they never slept together before he was done. He they just made out, you know what I mean? Like before yeah. he was done with Kristen Doty. So it's a lot of, I mean, I love how they go all the way back to season one because these relationships are real. It's not like housewives where they're just like, yeah, last week you were late to lunch. Like these yeah. relationships are like, yeah, remember when we lived together 18 years ago? And yeah. you thought, like they go deep and they're rooted. And so yeah. these kids who have been able to get themselves into this group and infiltrate like James. Mm-hmm. Lala and now Raquel that have they 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 grew roots in the group and like yeah. and they go they go deep and so I think back to your point where Vanderpump where she's like I wish I would have known about it sooner is then she could have maybe put a stop to it or kiboshed it or she could have brought it to the surface or helped them tell Ariana because even from that last episode where Sheena was like you even if you know you bring her you bring her mom over you bring her friends over you let us pick up the pieces but you should have told her and been upright with her from the very beginning that you were mm-hmm. you somebody else right you know? and so and I think that's the same thing is that's why Lisa said that that's- I think I was worried that that it was going to be like a lot of the rumors that were going around was that Lisa had known about this the whole time and said mm-hmm. nothing. And so that's what made me feel like, oh, what does she mean by that? If she would have known sooner, would she have said something? Or maybe or she her trying to cover her back. The- yeah, yeah. That, that that maybe her trying to cover her back that, oh, I never knew anything about this. Yeah, and exactly. the thing is, is, and she is Mama Bear. She do got cameras in those restaurants. Mm-hmm where they all hang out at see you next Tuesday and all the other event nights and everything else. You know what I mean? So yeah, who knows what she could have known. And even with that weird thing of like Ken walking in her ghost of a husband and he like him coming in and being like, did you hear that? It's Raquel. Spent the so night Tom Sensible's house last night with Ariana away. You know, and you're like, I'm going to so knock, knock a spark out. Um, <laughs> That's the thing is Ken has had some good lines in the past. Like when yeah. he told when he told James, James, um, I'm gonna knock your spark out. Like it was like <laughs> it's my favorite. But anyways, um, so it's that. Like, you know, she I think she like manipulates a little bit, but I think yeah, we've realized though too, this at the end of this season, these kids don't need her anymore. Yeah. Lisa Vanderpump is a is is a nil character in this whole entire thing. And I think it's she has done so much of like, you know, these are, you know, the the they're the they're the younger ones and blah, 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 blah. And what's happened is is they're no longer her employees. 
and yeah. she she needs to be more ingratiated into their lives like those little kids should be calling her nanny you know what i mean or something you know like sheena's daughter and lala's daughter those should be like that should be like you know second grandmother to them so this way mm -hmm. she could really still be in there and look like a character that's really needed because that's the thing is it's just she doesn't when Lala shut her down last week and cleared her and said yeah. respectfully reject what you're saying and it was just like and like she's like ugh. and but this week though Vanderpump did come to play a little bit more when she was telling James well well you slept with Kristen to get on the show you I know, know. She, was like, telling the she says that and then when my other thing too is when Lala when they're talking about Randall Emmett and so because that's the thing too is is that we have this really dark amazing hollywood story that is involves lala kent randall emmett bruce willis i mean like 50 cent like there's another story that completely got overshadowed this year with this whole thing like it took lala, lala yeah lala should have been number one girl this season you know yeah what i mean like sitting there with like this you know triumphant story and then she was just this triggered bear the whole entire time that and like she just she knew something was up in the back of her head she never liked Raquel and now she sees why but um I'm enjoying Lala on these even though it's like yeah. it's a it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of energy coming at you really quick and she looks like a lioness you know what I mean oh, like she's that's like a housewives outfit in my opinion I when love she came her. out in. I love her. Like I think that's that's the thing too is she's she's built to like graduate to like if anybody from the the series like mm -hmm. before and after Stassi, all these other girls, Lala is the girl who could graduate to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills yeah. and just full right in. And the thing is, is that will happen when Vanderpump returns. Okay, like that, that's where we can see that is that yeah. Vanderpump will make a return to Beverly Hills when the time is right. Maybe Kyle's takes takes a break, whatever, however, this is going to happen because they're scrubbing the shows now. We've seen it like New York has happened right now. It looks like Atlanta. They're about to do it. Atlanta's yeah. getting terrible numbers. And so like, I think 50,000 people watched it last night, like or, wow. or this, this week. It's like it's really doing poorly. So yeah. um. And so there's there's that can happen. And so Beverly Hills, let's see what happens with this new season now that we don't have Rina there to kind of like throw <laughs> throw throw jabs. Um, but if Vanderpump graduates, you can see Lala going up to the next level. Yeah. Um, I just I see that. Okay, what else do I have on here? Oh, I have I have stuff about about Sheena. And mm -hmm. I oh, I have lots of Sheena. Sheena <laughs> Sheena, sorry. But like the one thing that killed me was when you know obviously she handed or he or andy handed her that 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 they Randy, are oh. working to get it done that was so bizarre to me because she still had done i'm done i am so done with andy cohen walking <laughs> over there like the mean girl in school and he's like well um so raquel gave me these this note to give to you i mean that was completely the energy it was it was yeah it was ninth grade mean girl that was like, oh, look what I've got. You know what I mean? Like, and I wonder if it was really a thing. And he was just like, Raquel, can you please send me that paperwork? And he was like, Raquel said to give this to you. That was <laughs> like, nasty. You've nasty been served. Ugh. Oh, I hate this, it. I really did not like that. But also, like, I felt really bad for her. Because, oh, I'm sorry. You broke up. Sorry. Was no. that? No, say what you're saying. You, you uh, felt bad for her. Oh, I said I felt bad for her. Like, after reading that, because she was talking about, like, the toll this is taking on her life and with her family and all this legal business and whatever. And then you see, you see Rachel in the back, just like, maybe I should have written her a handwritten note. Oh God. That's, are you that vapid? Like that's what you, thought you should have said. Like sociopath. Is she smart enough to be a sociopath? I don't like, think so. I think she legitimately thought she should have sent a, sent a note. So maybe I should have sent a handwritten note. Oh on, my god! On pink stationery from my pageant days. Like yes. it was just. But yeah, I did have that handing Sheena the legal papers was totally. It was that Andy Cohen move. Um, okay, but shady boots upon shady boots. Bravo. Okay, being like okay, put her in a trailer in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I love it. Yes, I love that she's in a star wagon. Love it. You know, yeah. like um, you know, Lyle Wagner from uh Carol Burnett. 
from the yeah. Carol show. You know, Lyle. Yeah. Lyle. Lyle is the um I, I think he's still with us but he is was the owner and starter of star wagons that huge company that does all of the celebrity trailers and all the beautiful like wow. things that you see he is the owner of star wagons where they all come from that's that's him so it was a it was an actual celebrity who who originated those that's why they're so cushy and they're used everywhere um but anyways but the fact that like shady boots that they just like bravo really was like okay look like they're not supposed like the the with the housewives is that they're not supposed to start when you sign your contract is that you will not start legal with other housewives it's been like a whole thing and a lot of times when the housewife does that they're knocked out they're they're gone next season um it started for all of you bravo heads bravo scholarly a moment let's go into the past this originated with brandy glanville and joanna krupa it's one of the reasons why miami housewives went away and it was because brandy glanville said that joanna krupa had a smelly pussy on watch what happens she said that she that she heard it from all these guys and blah 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 blah. is that that's the reason why none of the guys wanted to be with joanna and so she started this rumor on watch what happens live and then Joanna started a legal, like she started legal proceedings against her and um, they dropped, they dropped her off the show. And then they dropped the whole entire show because that had started. Nice. So it's a whole thing with like Bravo is like, don't get us into this whole mess because yeah. we don't, we don't want to be, we want to watch you be a mess, but don't do that here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so. Um, call Daryl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> call Daryl. Um <laughs> I don't want to see that when I'm feeding my child. <laughs> that's one of the best. That's why Lala is like who she is. Like she's getting on the, she gets on and just, and like when she rants, I don't want to see this when I'm feeding my child on my personal email. Your little shitty Mickey Mouse lawyer should be setting Paul Daryl. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, but with them putting her out there inside that trailer and just like, but like when she's like watching them though on the TV, like, is she nervous giggles? Like, is she nervous smiles? Because why is Raquel always smiling while she watches, like, just trauma happening on screen? <laughs> I think she's like, I don't think it's like permeating her brain. Like, I think she's just hearing these words and she's like, ah, it's like butterflies in her head. I don't know. Like, I really don't think she's grasping the seriousness of this. Do you think and it's just like, it's those... You know, there's a uh, galaxy lights in her head and come here's my boyfriend. Like she, <laughs> she hears Taylor Swift playing like in her head while like, she's yeah. just like thing. And not even like that song, like probably like like well really vapid one. Like just <laughs> not Are we ready for it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> Are you ready for it? You know she listened to that. That was her hype song before she went out there. Oh my god. I um I, yeah. <laughs> so but uh when um when Tom goes out to her like little trailer, you know, as like she's as when they're all on their like little lunch thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Sheen is over there. Well, yeah, no, I'm coming back. I'm just going to have to leave. And then they have Tom inside the trailer with Raquel. And then he's just like, dude, they're just like hitting me so hard. Like, time. like it's just these people like he just doesn't get it. And like in. When you sit here, when when I look at Tom, like the whole entire time he's in studio, when when they're like all talking, he looks like yeah. he's gonna like he looks like he has to take a poop the whole entire time. <laughs> he does look very constipated. Yeah, he looks like super constipated. Like mm, I'm holding this one in. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like that's what he's doing the whole time. And then he goes out there with like Raquel, and then he's even tell like he knows too with the cameras is like is he being manipulative like i i need you to get us off camera so we can talk yeah you know what i mean like so he can prep her or whatever you know what i mean like that's what it, what it is like 100 yeah. yeah like he does like like uh it's just it's very uncomfortable and you can tell too that he's kind of done with her well yeah did you notice did when you they hugged vibe? at the end they hugged mm -hmm. at the end and she goes love you and then he just like walks away <laughs> yeah like oh, she's like 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 he doesn't have your back in this honey mm -hmm. you you've just been hung out to dry yeah. and the problem is is for you for the problem for raquel is ariana already star on top of the world i mean like they're rumored that she's going to be on the next um dance with the stars she's got 
how many different ads now she's got the Bic razors yeah. she's got Kane's yeah. chicken we have that great uber uber eats commercial uber one is good as gold <laughs> was that the jingle one yeah like good as me. gold yeah um <laughs> sheena that's her song that she had like eight years ago and now she's has an album now i guess very it's just the goal she was like so this is like i think she just wanted to lighten up like the atmosphere because she needed something because yeah. like it, like sheena just i think she's scared shitless the thing is is sheena is sheena's our number one girl she's the force multiplier in this series because yeah. ev- she she's she's the linchpin for everybody she's friends with everybody she managed to have a wedding and not be bridezilla, which is very yeah. hard on a reality show. Reality yeah. shows want to make you that girl. Mm-hmm. And um, but she's got her husband, she's got her cute baby, she's kind of like winning all over the place. Oh, yeah. And we're seeing like um she's had she just has had all the best scenes. And so yeah, she's in these these ads there. So it's just with with Raquel back into like you know where she's coming in in a hard place because Ariana is already like up and up Tom is ingratiated into this group he is in business with Lisa Vanderpump you know what I mean so like he's Tom is gonna find his way back back in you know what I mean like we're never gonna love him as much I think it's gonna be like he's gonna be a sideline character he's gonna be like a Peter now I think that we're gonna just see him here and there but He's ruined white nail polish for everyone. Yes, he has. I'm so mad I can't do white out nails. I can't. Um, yeah, I'm very upset. And it's spring summer. This is when you do them. Oh. So it's just like a whole thing. That um, I'm gonna wrap this up here in a second here, but um yeah, I just we're gonna see like he'll have his like little comeback to grace and that sort of a thing. I, I have a feeling at one point, you know, it's gonna take some time. Um, but I think Sheena's our Sheena's our, our middle piece right now. And then we have um Katie, who I think Katie is doing pretty well for herself in these against the other Tom, Tom Schwartz, who I have always hated. I think he's a meth head. Oh, speaking of which anything, I wrote this in big caps. I wrote Xanax. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Some people think that this is the first time Xanax has appeared in a reunion. But I had to put them straight because in season seven of Real Housewives of New York, the year that Bethany came back, Ramona knew that she was going to have her ass handed to her. So she took enough Xanax that she fell asleep in the second half of the reunion sitting next to Andy Cohen. Okay, so like she that's happened. And we've also had Xanax on um, Real Housewives of Orange County with Vicki Gumbelson also who Xanaxed herself out so she wouldn't overreact to things while they were going on in front of her so now we have you know this one taking a Xanax and it's probably I just have my thing that I allegedly think that Tom Sandoval is or or Tom Schwartz is a little bit of a meth head I think he's a little bit of a allegedly allegedly it's just there's a vibe that I get there that he is doing the darkest and and worse things when the cameras are down than any other people. I think Tom Schwartz is living the darkest life out of every (laughs) single one of those kids, including Tom Sandoval. Tom Sandoval is living his fantasy out there and he thinks he's the front man and he's, you know, he's made himself Uh. a front man of a band and he's got all these things and he's out there living his life. And he had this, you, you, cause he's, he's a main character, main character energy that he had this girl that he, you know, he like, like, Raquel made him feel good. Everything that Ariana said about Raquel makes you feel a little good. You know, you got a little money, got a little band, got a little this, that. Now you get this girl. And that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm telling you, Tom Schwartz, there's something dark there. Why he always looks a little bit dusty. Why do you have to do push-ups in the middle of the show? (laughs) Have lunch. Go have lunch. Like all these kids all know, okay, we're, we're going off the stage. Take your suit off. And go put on a pair of sweats like everybody else and then go do your calisthenics. Why are you doing that in your suit? <laughs> like this is the same man who put like lemons under his arms in an ep- in an episode recently. Yeah, you what? missed that. There was an episode oh like episode like eight or nine in like in like the season. He was sitting there and he apparently he smelled bad. He was blaming it on the new shirt. The new shirt don't smell, buddy. You smell. You smell. And so good. he took the, he took fresh lemon. 
this is something that like you know our i know a lot of people who like who believe in essential oils that are going to heal everything essential mm-hmm. oils do enough but then you got to push it over with something else baby yeah um i love essential oils but like he seriously took lemons and was wiping them underneath his armpits in the middle of tom tom in one of the lounges and then put the lemon back on the plate that's somebody oh, who's sake. that is somebody who's not living right that is somebody who's doing <laughs> drugs that is somebody who has something dark happening in he their life a conversation with god yes you know? i bet you sometimes he shows up and you only got one sock on not mismatched <laughs> socks one sock i'm telling you <laughs> like, that's a tom schwartz character that's it that's is. who that is and when katie told him <laughs> when katie looked at him and told him you know you're you're a serial killer's wet dream like you're just gonna get chopped up in little pieces and he everything is. else Yes, because he's doing drugs at somebody's house in the middle of the night. I'm just saying, allegedly. Just it's just the whole thing. Okay. This is killing me so funny. <laughs> like, but anyways, my my last note was here was just, yeah, Sheena is the hero. She's our force yeah. multiplier. She's the way she felt about Raquel, about Raquel. Ouch. When she cried that she gave her a house after her and James broke up yeah. and everything else. That she let Raquel sleep in the bed with her husband with her. Like, yeah, that like, was like, the whole thing. Like all of that is just so weird. Um, but anyways, and then they cut to Raquel and her weird nervous smile. I should have wrote her a note. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming more real all of a sudden. Oh my God. Like, I think she's just that stupid. Like I think she has uh, like pageant brain and that's just gotta, where we're at. Get it together, girl. Get a grip. Okay. You guys, Annie, thank you so much for joining us today on Bottom Bingeable. So this has been our review today. Please look at the show notes. You will find where to find us and where to how to follow us. Please do like, give five stars. Um, tell your friends about the show. We have things coming up. Uh, we are a couple weeks out from the beginning of And Just Like That. Uh, so we're going to yeah. be doing weekly recaps. So Annie, I'm going to ask you to watch as well. So I we'll be guess. doing, we're going to be do we're going to do recaps. We're going to do like full episode recaps when those come out. I'm and only so, going to do this for you because I refuse yeah. to watch the show. We're doing a little <laughs> sideline thing, but we did get news this week that Samantha Jones is making a cameo back. Yeah. I mean, so baby steps. Yes. It may be just her voice in the back of her wig, but these are steps that we are taking into a good direction. And if we get some Samantha Jones back on the show, I'm good for it. I mean, okay. that's all I ask. Yes. Okay. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Bald and Bingeable. And good night from the lower level. Happy Pride. Absolutely. Happy Pride Month. Good night from the lower level. <laughs>